Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the Buker and Friends podcast. Here is your host. Let's send it over to Rick Buker. Rick Buker. Welcome to another episode of Buker and Friends, part of the United Wecast Network. I'm Rick Buker. You can see me on FS1. You can read me on Bleach Report. And you can follow me on Twitter at Rick Buker. I promised you that I was going to do a, a podcast on... Uh, Oracle Arena, saying goodbye to Oracle Arena, the place that I started covering the NBA. Uh, a lot of stories and a lot of memories there. But we have a special guest, so we're going to preempt that story and put it in the next podcast because we're joined by NBA vet, 10-year NBA vet, alum of the University of Cincinnati, close to where I grew up, Jason Maxiel, and now part of Three's Company in the Big Three League. Jason, thanks a lot for taking yes, the time. Uh, no problem, no problem at all. So, take me since we're on the eve of the draft. Before we get to uh, playing with Three's Company and and this new and expanded season with the Big Three, I did want to ask you about uh, being drafted 26th by the Detroit Pistons. I don't know if this time of year, when the draft comes around, whether you reflect on what it was like for you, but it's such a unique experience. I'm wondering what, what was draft night like for you? Uh, for myself, it, it was, it was quiet. I wasn't too big. It was, uh, I didn't go to uh, the school basketball garden at all. I, I stayed in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I had a little get together with the, uh, some teammates, my mom and some family and a coaching staff um, at the arena, at the fifth third arena upstairs and a little, lounge they have and pretty much watched it up there and then and when the 26th pick came around i believe i was eating shrimp <laughs> and i kind of missed it but then they kind of told me what was going on and the agent i had at the time uh, uh richard katz he, he was uh pretty much well on top of every, everything and say he's going to detroit this is when he was going so i pretty much prepared for it yeah and understood that it's, uh, detroit's five hours away from cincinnati so it would be a lot of going back and forth going back and forth of of traveling and dropping off stuff there and coming back to Cincinnati and working out some more and coming back and forth for the first year or for, for the summer at least. And yeah. it, it was, it was nice. My mom broke out in tears. Of course, my grandfather was there and my other, my, my close cousins, they, they all had a good time and, and all took it in. So, uh, was it a benefit for you going to Cincinnati when you, uh, born in, in Chicago, to stay in the Midwest, did that add to the comfort or the ease of making the transition to the NBA? Somewhat, somewhat, and also the style of play at Cincinnati was pretty much the same 
as a Detroit style. Just wanted to be grimy, wanted to do the dirty work, rather play hard, leave everything on the court. It was the same way, and, and that kind of carried over to Detroit, and the fans were the same as well. They, was, they wanted the players to play hard every possession. Yeah. I just uh, – so I was born and raised in Cincinnati, grew up in Clifton, which is just in the shadow of, okay. of the University yeah. of Cincinnati, and that was – Actually, at the old Armory Fieldhouse was the first time I was the first place I ever oh, saw yeah. a college basketball game, and I fell in love with just the atmosphere. And at that time, it was big UC uh, Louisville battles, and yeah, that was uh, uh, yeah, that was that was a special thing. It's it's good to see uh, the Bearcat tradition. It's it's gone up and down, but th- they've been able to maintain something over the years. Yes, they have. They have. And also with the Crosstown Shooter with Xavier. Those were yep. great games as well. And and being sponsored by Skyline Chili, I, I, that's one of my favorites I can't forget. And just having that chili and the hot dogs is <laughs> something I can never get my taste buds to find anywhere else. Uh, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. So what is your – I was just home visiting my parents and had uh, an inverted five-way. What's your – what what do you got? What's your go-to there? Honestly, everything. At that time, when I was a little bit younger, my stomach could handle everything. Yeah. So then it just whatever I was in the mood for. Yeah. But the five-way most definitely were extra Yeah. So for those the, those who may not uh, be familiar with Skyline, it's uh, the five-way is just a number of, of ingredients that you have. And the five-way is beans, onions, cheese, mm. chili. What am I forgetting? And that bun was, so it was, I don't know where the bun came from. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was nice salt. I, I don't, I can't find it anywhere. They would steam I, those I've buns. I've in the freezer aisle, but it was horrible. Yeah, no, it's not, it's not nearly the same. People, people go, yeah, I tried Skyline. I, I, I got it in my grocery. I'm like, no, you didn't, you didn't try Skyline. Yeah, no. You never, you've never <laughs> like had it. It's like the same as White White Castle, no. It, it, oh, well, yeah. I, I only had White Castle after a late night. That was the only time I ever had yeah, White exactly. Castle. You have, have about 25 or 30 of those bad boys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So I have to uh, ask you about uh, this season and the expanded season. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, CBS is, uh, uh, is going to be broadcasting. It's gotten bigger and better than ever. Yeah. And this is your – how many seasons now is this for you in the in – Going on to my three? second with Big Three. That's right. That's what I thought. And yeah. – what are you expecting as far as the difference this season? They've lowered the age, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, from... they did. Unfortunately, they did. I don't. I, it's 20, <laughs> if they get lower than 27. I'm out of there. I'm not gonna, <laughs> you know, maybe jumping around these young kids even more. I get you. But uh, I, I, the victory is great. I, I do. I do love it. It's, it's something that's have the camaraderie of the locker room back, the competition of, of the older guys that can, that can you know, talk smack and back it up. Mm-hmm. And having legends, Gary Payton, you got Oakley out there, Rick Mahorn, as Coach Lisa Leslie, I mean, we were, it's expanding and it's going somewhat almost worldwide. And, and once it does, it's going to blow up. You know, it's funny. I I didn't know how I would take to it. or And I wasn't sure how other people, if there would be an audience for it. And... There was at the very beginning there was a, there was a little, little question can you know can they keep this rolling you know who's going to broadcast it etc and but anytime it's on I find myself captivated by it seeing guys that yeah. I've obviously covered in the NBA but then seeing them in a different forum where it reminds me of you know seeing guys in pickup runs where it's it's yeah. more like that there's more there's, there's the personality that I think that the NBA has kind of stamped out of 
guys being able to express when they play. Yeah, and also at the park, you couldn't go full court. You had to do three-on-three. Right. And, and that's something we did at Cincinnati as well with, with our team that we had. We did three-on-three, and it was a battle. It wasn't no just out there because you, you will get exposed. If you can't guard someone, you will find out. Mm-hmm. That's, where it, that's where it's at right there. So what is it that for you, aside from every guy's got to pull their weight, what else have you found is the big difference in playing three-on-three in the big three versus your experience, whether it was China, Turkey, you know, the full run or the NBA, uh, running full court? Um, I'll, I'll say half court, you have more more legs. You have a lot more energy and stamina to maintain the game pace of, of 25, which is half time is 25, or mm-hmm. first one over 50. But it's, it's something that, Mentally, you know you can do it. It's there of, of it's a lot more physical, a lot less fouls being called, and the game. It could be a long game you're playing defense. It could be a short game, the first one to fifty. But it's all about the love of the game, the passion of the game is what's carrying and carrying each other on. Like we have, we may sit there and battle on the court, but once you're off the court, we're. I mean, it's, it's family. This is a family still. Hmm. Who are you most looking forward to uh, playing with this season when it comes to uh, Three's Company? Uh, well, once again, uh, Andre Emmett, I, I look forward to playing with him. We're both in the Dallas area, and, and we played together now almost going on eight years. He's playing a pickleball around the Metroplex, and he, he's, a, he's a great teammate. Uh, I love talking to him on and off the, ball, off, off the court and just hanging out with him. But Drew Good and Jamar Johnson, of course, another Bearcat, and yep. Baron Davis. Then we got Dijon Thompson this year. So it's going to be a good little, good little you know, team that we have rotating and, and ready to play and our first game is against Power, so we're going, we're going to take off where we left off at. Yes. That's work to do. And at uh, Little Caesars Arena in Detroit. So yeah, there. hopefully there's a little bit of a, a home court advantage there, especially for you, right? What's yeah, it? hopefully the hopefully rest of us too. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to foul somewhere and hopefully they miss it. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of that, what is it like for you to watch the NBA and the way that it's played now? Uh, if I could please the fifth, I would, but my tongue won't let me. It, it, I believe the NBA now is more, it's more three point shooting. It, it's most definitely that, and the big men's have have faded away. Everyone was to shoot threes, face up, and I feel that game's going to change again eventually. But right now, I'm, I'm not too much of a fan of. I love the game. I always will love the game. Love it, respect it, watch it. But the style of play now is you have a three on one fast break go to a three-point line. That right there, I don't I don't agree with, but hmm. the game will change again, and once it does, uh, hopefully I'll be in the aspect of coaching and teaching at the same time, let them know that when I played, you got fouled. You go to the basket, you finish. Yeah. So hopefully it changes again. How would you have, if you were coming up right now, and you, were, and you wanted to be a pro, how different would your preparation and the way you made yourself as a player how different would it be from the way you came up i i don't know i don't know if i can i can say that about myself to change the way i did come up i mean one was was being coached by in high school group alexander which played Houston rockets a little bit and then going to cincinnati to bob huggins i mean you know it's only one way to play yeah and that's that's all i know and, and coming out now it would be a, i mean i don't know i, I might shoot three playing pickup just to have fun, but I'm not going to do that to, to win a game or do that to 
to jeopardize the game as well. So sure. I, I don't I can't even speak on it. Do you? But do you think you'd be you'd come up and you'd be shooting like you'd be shooting threes, or you'd be practicing threes, or you'd be developing your shooting range? I wouldn't want. To. Yeah, I guess you have to. But that's the, that's the, the game now. But yeah, I like I'm a physical guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I well remember, remember Jason. I, I covered I covered you covered you in the league for for uh, a few years. Uh, so I, I I know your game. I just it I just wonder if there's if there's a place for guys to still be able to play physical to the play that you like. I take a look at like a PJ Tucker for example, uh, and he's he's been able to do, develop the three. So offensively, he has a role, and then it allows him to do yeah. everything that he wants to do defensively, and and still utilize his his physique and his and his physicality. But I just feel like no matter who you are in the game today, you have to be able to shoot from range if you want to play in the NBA. It, it's it's kind of sad to yeah. say, well, I don't know if it's sad to say, but I feel like that's that's become like a prerequisite to being able to play. Yeah, it's pretty much it's, it's hard to say. I won't say sad as well, but I, 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 at last of the dying breed of one guy left in the league that plays physical, and me and him always had battles. I, I'll say that's Nene at Houston. Yeah, he's the only guy left in the <laughs> league that that's a banker, and yeah. no one else pretty much just left. Yeah, and he doesn't play that much. We're sitting playing, but you know, I leave that. Hey, I'm not leave that alone. <laughs> All right, uh, who do you look at as the team to beat this season in the Big Three? Of course, I'm gonna say the three's company. I mean, we we got some, we got to work to do. We got to went to the chip last year, and and we fell short. So we got to come out tall, and that's what we plan on doing. What will make the difference for you? What changes it? There, the taste, the taste of getting there, taste of knowing that we we got a down pact of of having a decent guard, having the length to defend, and having the, the aggressiveness to to do what we have to do. I mean, a lot of guys. This is the banging lead. This. this Big three, you have to work hard. You have to bang. You have to guard. Hmm. And I believe all the players we have can do that. What does Baron look like? Baron looks like Baron. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I mean, he's going to shoot. That's, that's what he's going to do. He's going to yeah. run the team. He's going to shoot the point guard. That's going to... And maybe do a pick and roll, do a pick and pop, whatever he wants to do. He's going to find an open man or shoot an open shot. Uh, who do you think your biggest competition is going to be? What's the team that you're looking across the way and saying, you know what, they got they got a squad? I'd say power once again. I know they picked up uh, Clay's brother. Yeah. Uh, and I know that he can shoot as well. Not as good as Clay, but he can shoot as well. So I believe they, they might be the competition once again. But other than that, everybody else is looking for out for us, I believe. What else are you expecting that's going to be different this season compared to last season? Is there something that you're expecting is going to be significantly different or something that you're going to have to make an adjustment to? One thing I would say now would be the, the 12 teams, and now you have a weekend of, of teams in different cities. 
and you really can't watch everyone you want to watch or have a scouting report, anything like that, or knowing that you play them next weekend, so watch them today and see how they do. Yeah, you don't you don't have that disadvantage. That's about it, though. Other, other than that, it's basketball. So, give me a feel for like the prep for you guys in terms of what training camp. If there's a training camp, or how much you guys have been able to play together, how much preparation do you get coming into the season, and what are you able to do during the season? Well, as much as you possibly can. I mean, we're we're somewhat grown athletes here, so they expect us to come in into shape into the first game or so. But a month or so before, you try to get together with your team, try to go to everybody's city, everybody on the team's city, and work out once there, once a week there or so, or travel to a neutral location in Vegas or Miami or something to work out there and just get a vibe for one another and keep and keep it moving from there. Hmm. And, you know, like I said, it's, it's something that – you, it's professional, the professional league. You come in there in shape and, and ready to work. And what if for for you at this point in your athletic career? What's the greatest challenge for you? The twenty seven uh, years old. That's the greatest challenge. <laughs> if you left at thirty, been great. Other than that, that's it. But I, I'm trying to think. I, I don't remember you having any major injuries. Am I forgetting something? Or were no, you, no, 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 I'm not going to do it, but no, I did not. Yeah, so, I mean, that, that does help you in that you're not trying to work around something that that you had to deal with during your NBA days. Yeah, correct, yes, it is, yes, it is. And do you just credit that to your physique, or is there, why do you, because most every guy I know has had something that they've, you know, that they've had to deal with somewhere I don't know, I, I, would, I would say just trying to stay in, in shape somewhat, and uh, to a trainer we had in Detroit, Arnie Kander, he he's pretty much had some things that I haven't seen before, and once I tried him out for a year consistently, it, 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 I felt great. So hmm. for the eight years I was there, I did the same thing every day and, and carried over to now. Cool. Uh, is And I haven't seen the full roster. Are we getting Mahmoud Abdul-Rauf back this year? I don't know. I, honestly, I couldn't you haven't seen the full roster either? What? I I, I just I got He fascinates me the most. I got to tip my cap to him. He, he kind of fell off the radar. People forgot what he was as an NBA player, and yeah. seeing him compete at his age in the Big Three, yeah. man, I, I like I I always respected his game, but the fact that he's still getting it done, he's still got spring, man. It's I I, I just mm-hmm. it's impressive. And that's something that you you can tell that it's not just for the big three. It's something he loved the game. He kept himself in shape this whole time, and he's been ready. Yeah. What does it mean for guys to have this venue, to have – because this was one – I don't know that there was really a place for guys. Like, if if there wasn't the big three, what would you be doing basketball-wise, or where would you be playing? Um, Probably overseas. I'll probably take – couple of jobs overseas perhaps but at the same time I, i'm trying to venture in put my stick my big toe i guess into the coaching world of college coaching and, and go from there or nba scouting yeah i just recently came back from the top 100 nba camp and that was something that i was really really into and i loved it i got the vibe and 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 guys the young kids actually just listening it was a group of kids that i had and they, they were listening and that's something you don't find often now of kids listening and it, it felt it touched home with me of understanding that the game can change. If you have a group of kids that's going to listen and be physical or shoot the open shot or guard here and guard there and rotate, rotate, and it's possible it can be done. And 
and I feel that coaching might be my next chapter in life. Huh? And would you rather? Do you have a preference in terms of NBA coaching, college coaching? Is there a certain level that you? I'm most definitely college coaching. So if I do NBA, be a scouting. But other than that, it would be most definitely college coaching. And why is that? That's really definitive. It is. It's, it's very because of the kids, and mm-hmm. and they want to learn. They they sign to go to attend the university to learn and to get their education. Of course, it's first, but at the same time, I like being under Bob Huggins taught me a lot, and I know a lot of kids out there aren't taught a lot. So mm-hmm. being able to teach the game that I love, and also teach them the aspect of life and how basketball can open up other doors instead of being just called a basketball player. You can be this, you can be that. So. Mm-hmm. It is being, I was thinking outside the walls and outside of the, you know, being a positive influence and nothing that's being, of course, I'm going to be, I will be ass on them about the game if they're messing up, like, look, what, what, what's towards me? But at the same time, I will respect them, hope they respect me as well. Yeah. Well, how did you make the decision to go to UC with Huggins? What was the thing that sold you? Well, Huggins pretty much came out and said, it's not one of those. We want you. It's one of those, if you want to play, you will play. And it was him, um, Hugs, and Mick, Mick Cronin. They both came to me and sat down. We spoke for an hour or so, and they came to the house, and, and just it felt natural. It wasn't just about basketball. It felt just natural. It was cracking jokes, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a joker myself, and it just so natural. And my second choice was Arkansas, and, and Nolan at the time, he was a great man. I had family out there, and I love the campus, and that was my second choice, but at Hugs just, just hit my heart. And hmm. apparently he loves Dallas guys. Yeah, since after Kenyon, it was about four more, and it was me, and it was three more after me. So he loves he loves Texas guys, and that was that's big as well. Hmm. What? Uh, how do you think uh, Mick is going to do at UCLA? I think he's going to have a lot of respect. I feel that the way he plays is not – the way he coaches and he wants to play as the coach isn't something that's on the West Coast right now. I feel that he's aggressive of how to get the best out of his players yeah. is going to be the key, and I feel he can't do that. That's the question that I have, is that whether his style and his approach will work on the West Coast. I'm not saying it's not successful. I'm just living out here. You know, I've grown up in Cincinnati and living on the West Coast, living in the Bay Area. I, that's my question. Whether it's they're they're going to be accepting of it because, as you know, with like UCLA, there's a lot of people that have an investment in the way it's been and the way they envision it. And I I, I wonder if they're going to give him the chance to be the coach that he's always been, and if whether that's going to take or not. Well, I mean, I guess they the way they did envision it is not the way the past 30 years will make Quinn be there, so I guess looking for a change as well. Yeah, no, that's true. I, I, I mean, I guess that's the question. Is like, if he's successful doing it his way, will they be accepting of that? Because I think we uh, both... If it's winning, yeah, I most definitely say yes. You can't, you can't be non-acceptance of winning, so I, I don't know how they would accept it. Yeah. Uh, I have to ask you about um, Blake Griffin and the Pistons now. Well, watching them, I don't know how much you follow them. Is there... You know, being in a couple of different places, are are they still are they still your team? Is that is that a team that you either follow or kind of pull for? Or yeah, it is. That's, that's the only team. I, of course, I play with three teams total, but 
that's the only team I pretty much wear the gear of, I guess you could say, gotcha. still to this day. And it is my team. I, I still have friends and associates up there. I mean, we all keep in contact and talk about the, the uh, latest Pistons and their latest playoff run or this and that. And we, we stay in contact. And the Pistons in my team, they are. And then with Blake up there and, and Drummond, I feel that they have talent to be coached in the manner of pushing the ball and more of instead of the half court, they're more of a fast court, fast paced team. And I feel they have it. It just need to be brought a little bit more to what's going on. Hmm. Blake strikes me as your kind, uh, your type of player, the way he plays. Is that fair? Yeah, it is. And he also, he developed a jump shot as well. He's working on it and they put the ball <laughs> on the ground a lot more. And, and if he, I mean, of course he jumps a little bit higher than I do, but yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, the, he's not afraid to be physical. He's not, you know, no. he'll he'll play in the post and he'll operate from there. Uh, were you at all surprised that he took to being in Detroit the way he did after being in with the Clippers for so many years? Not at all, because he was somewhat that way in college. Mm-hmm. And it's, it probably brought the, the best out of him. I mean, he's he's able to have the neon green light and do what he want to do. So he's comfortable down low. He's comfortable putting the ball on the floor, and he knows defensively he has a shot blocker behind him. So he, he, I think he feels a lot more comfortable there. Yeah. No, I, I asked because I, I was up there a couple uh, – toward the end of the season, I went up and spent about a week with him. And because I was – he just seemed to enjoy everything that he was able to take advantage of in L.A., being in L.A., mm-hmm. and I wondered whether – he would miss all that being in Detroit. And I was pleasantly surprised to see how much he embraced it. And as he said, you know, he had spent the better part of his life in Oklahoma City. And Oklahoma City is a lot, a lot more like Detroit than it is L.A. And so yeah, exactly. it was kind of coming home. And, and he really embraced, like, I want to get, get the Pistons back on top. There's a history with this franchise that I want to honor. And, and all of that was... I, I thought was reflected in the way he he played and the way he approached the game. And I would assume that the people that you talked to that are still there saw and felt that as well over the last yeah. uh, year and a half. Detroit will bring Detroit will bring the toughness out of you. If you're not you're not like trust me, Detroit fans, they they will let you know how you're playing right in your face and don't care. So if you're not bring you're not playing well, you should be playing represent that name in your chest and that city in your chest. They'll let you know. So you have to bring it every night. Yeah. No, it's it's good stuff. All right. Well, listen, thank you very much for taking the time. I'm wishing you the best of luck. I'm wishing you health. And we'll certainly be we'll be watching. Great. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. That does it for this episode of Buker and Friends. In the next podcast... I'll give you the latest that I'm hearing uh, on the eve of the NBA draft, the picks that could be moving, and the most intriguing players other than Zion and Ja and R.J. Barrett, as well as my farewell to Oracle Arena, a place where I my NBA career uh, covering the league essentially started, and all of the stories and experiences that I had there. I'm not a big one when it comes to keeping mementos and such, but 
uh, I realize as I walked out after game six, all that had transpired and all that that place meant to me. And I will share all of that with you in the next podcast. Uh, Don't forget, please rate the show uh, however you feel about it, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes or wherever. And if you screenshot the review and send it to at Buker Friends, you will be eligible to win some prizes. All right, that does it for this episode. In the meantime, as always, thanks for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.